This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Eat Your Coffee. That's right, Eat Your Coffee. If you want to try it out, just text OP, O-P-I-E, to 29071. 29071. Text them now to try Eat Your Coffee. And now on with the show. Yo, Dr. Steve, (laughs) what's going on, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. For the first time on my podcast, I, I'm uh, I'm so happy that you yeah. agreed to do this because it got me away from this damn Democratic uh, debate that I was watching. Were you watching any of this before we started? No, I was watching The New Pope, which uh, is an awesome effing show, by the way. Everyone talks about The New Pope, and I haven't seen it yet, man. Oh, God damn, dude. It's, I, I don't know what it is, but it, um, it just really, um, that Paolo Sorrentino, you know he's a surrealist kind of yeah and it's very surreal but it's awesome it's just awesome well how do they handle the uh the little boys thing well i don't want to spoil it for anybody ah so i gotta put it on my uh, my list but i'm watching that documentary series uh the mcmillions on hbo that's, oh oh that's awesome how great I, is that i love that doug guy i love the fbi guy named doug yeah well he's hilarious well, Doug is hilarious, but it also makes me think that the whole thing is fake because it's like, how could this guy actually be real? I know, I know. Yeah, that's the first line he said. This is just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. it, it's an amazing. I used to play that dumbass game. Uh, we all did, and then it turns out that uh, none of us had a chance of winning the real prizes because none of it was an inside job with the with the mob. Yeah, you'd get four of the five pieces and never get the fifth one and it was just completely fixed well i got i got a free french fry every once in a while and a free soft drink (laughs) getting back to this debate it's still on tv as i record this on a late tuesday night um do you like any of these guys i'm a libertarian i i don't know dude you know i i like them personally i guess i just want peace on earth that's all I want. And what we're getting, what, what cracks me up, okay. right? I got this, this car yeah, and it'll, it drives itself when oh, you get on the highway. Right on. And I'm blown away by the technology. Every year, technology gets better and better. I got an Oculus Quest. I'm actually doing a study on uh, using the trip, T-R-I-P-P dot com app uh, as a relaxation aid in the chemotherapy suite in our cancer center. Technology just gets better and better and better. And the world just gets crazier and fucking crazier. So, you know, there there's a part of me that really does believe that we are in a computer simulation and the programmers are just fucking with us. So, wow, is that nice. deep? I, I, I got to take an edible if we're going to go down that road, man. <laughs> it's not deep at all. It's just stupid. But it's just so absurd. This whole thing is just absurd. So I yeah. don't know. Why not? This whole thing could be a, a you know a simulator because uh, look at our look at our video games and our and our immersion online. It's getting sure. better and better year after year, getting more and more oh, yeah. lifelike. So why not? And you know, did you ever play The Sims? Of course. 
okay, so you did it for a while and it was like cool and you tried to get them to get a new job and you tried to make, and then after a while, what happened? You got bored and you just started <laughs> fucking with them. You're scaring me because you're so right. I used to, when I played Sims, I would, uh, I would put them in a room and then take the doors away. <laughs> And then they start, and then they start crying, and then they start peeing themselves. And oh my, you're right because That's the game. What they're doing. The game gets boring unless you mess with things. Goddamn programmers. I agree with you on politics too, man. I, uh, you know, people really beat me up online a lot because I take shots at both sides and everyone yeah. wants to be on a winning team. It's all about just being on a winning team. I don't, I don't think uh, the average American really truly believes at this point that any one of these clowns are going to make their lives that much better. I just, it's hard to imagine, but but it's fun to root for a guy. It's fun to root for a team, and it's fun, oh, yeah. it's fun to say the you know that half the country doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Right, Only right, we right. know what's Should what's up. Be, I mean, we're talking some serious shit. Should it actually be fun? That's the damn thing about it. You know, the thing about Trump is he is fun. Yeah. You can't deny that. Of course. No matter what you think of it. Of course. I've said many times on this podcast, I beat up Trump a lot because there's so much to make fun of there. And that drives people nuts and they get triggered. And then they have to call you a libtard and this and a snowflake and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, I mean, what happened to your sense of humor? This guy gives material every single day. I, I summarize it by saying this. I, I, I don't want him to be our president. But I love everything he's doing because he's driving everybody nuts. And, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of that. I, I'm a fan of chaos to a certain extent. And uh, he's a lot of fun to watch yeah. on a daily basis. And uh, I don't know. I think this whole country is going to have a massive hangover when he's finally out of office, whenever that uh, happens. I, I have no standing when it comes to politics. Ask me about science or medicine, and I've got some uh, well, some things to say. But uh, no, fair yeah, enough. Politically, you no, know, it's it. I'm a libertarian. I I, I think uh, trans fats are bad. Trans everything else is totally cool, and uh, you know, do whatever do whatever the hell you want to do. And uh, but I believe in a small government, so yeah. you know, I'm a I'm a libertarian. You, I've got nobody to vote for, so I just you know do the best I can. Come on, you got to at least be honest that you had to evolve uh, in your position as far as uh, the whole trans thing goes, because we come from a place oh, where. We come from a place no, no. where that was completely not normal, and and I'm I'm talking about the past. It wasn't even a question. No one was even considering thinking that this would uh, eventually be the norm. And then, yeah, fast forward. You're lucky enough to live uh, a nice longer life, and then you, you know you gotta you gotta evolve into these positions. But then if if you don't evolve fast enough, then you know they they want to take your your livelihood away from you for not uh, being yeah. uh, on yeah, I don't board. Like the whole, yeah, no, you're right. It, we there was when I ran a ham radio store back in the before I went to medical school. Yeah, there was this woman that came in, and her name was Phil. And the thing was is that Phil, you know, was born male, and uh, I don't think went through any surgery or any kind of drugs or anything. And uh, she would get on the radio and say, yep, I'm a brass pounder from going way back. My name is Phil. And people would hear this, her talking and assume it was a dude because who else person named Phil with a voice as deep as mine is going to be uh, talking on ham radio about brass pounding, which is, uh, <laughs> if you don't know that, is 
is uh, doing Morse code with with your hand, sure. not with a like a machine. Okay. And uh, when Phil would show up, which was short for Phyllis, but she would say, "My name is Phil," on the uh, on the on the ham radio, people were just dumbfounded when this six foot three person uh, who weighed at least two hundred and fifty pounds wearing a dress got out and was down there just doing Morse code at 30 words a minute, which is, by the way, if you have no context, that's really fast. Yeah. It was really amazing how accepting people were. This was in the 80s. Oh, wow. Of uh, totally accepting because Phil was part of this fraternity or sorority, I guess, of ham radio operators and never had it it, that I heard anybody ever say anything. Everybody knew. For me, that was the beginning of this sort of trans acceptance because I just saw that, um, you know, Phil was just somebody was just trying to, uh, be comfortable in her own body and doing her own thing and loved ham radio. It didn't hurt that Phil was, uh, six foot three, by the way. No, it didn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to mess with Phil? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just had no exposure to any of that growing up on Long Island, none whatsoever. Yeah. So, you know, it took. That a, was my first exposure. Yeah, it took a little time. I'm not going to lie to you, but, it, you know, uh, I think that's okay. And I think that I, I've said this many times as well. As long as you don't have hate in your heart, you, you should allow people to try to. You know, uh, uh, come 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 to an acceptance in their own time. I try to respect the people around me. Yeah, it's of like course. you know, I get Ben Shapiro's angle, kinda. Literally, I just want peace on earth. I want peace. On earth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anybody to have any problems. I don't want to have any problems. Just leave everybody the fuck alone. You know. I don't disagree with you, my friend. You know, obviously, I called you, uh, you know, and said, man, you got to get on my podcast and set people straight about this coronavirus. Uh, just just well. a little backstory here. I'm freaked out. I've been on Twitter. I, I went on the hashtag coronavirus, which, which which was the dumbest thing ever. You've seen this thing spread yeah. really quickly. It started in China, and now uh, there's cases in Italy, and there's pretty much cases sure. in, all, I would say, just about every country. And uh, people here in New York City are very, very nervous. Uh, a lot more people are yep. walking around with face masks. My wife ran out to get a face mask. Are in too. Uh, I mean, I got one of my good friends that plays in a, used to play in a band called Indie Ghost, one of the best indie bands that I've ever heard, by the way. Yeah. And uh, he's freaked out. You know, he's got a dad who's 70-something, got COPD. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just freaked out about it. People are, are really nervous. My wife went out to get the, the face masks, and uh, there's a guy, he's taking them out of the package, and he's selling them for $2 a face mask instead of getting the whole... Don't stunt the bitches. <laughs> My wife called him out on it, and he basically said, hey, man, you know, they're in demand. So, you know, there's people profiting off everyone's fear here in uh, New York City. So. Yeah, so here's the thing. This thing uh, is still relatively new. Uh, It's looking like the incubation period is anywhere between four days and 14 days. Right. Which means that we got to go six weeks into it to know really, to know a lot. Okay. We know some stuff at this point, but we don't know a, a whole lot. We do know that there was one case of asymptomatic transmission. That's the, and that's of concern because when it, and what I'm talking about is people who can transmit it to somebody else without having symptoms themselves. 
Oh, wow. You remember that movie? Was it, uh, it was either 28 days later or whatever, 28 weeks later, where they had the one person that was a zombie, but they, they carried the virus, but they didn't have the symptoms. And so they were able to transmit that to other people, uh, like Typhoid Mary. You know, Typhoid Mary uh, had gallstones that had Salmonella typhi growing on them, and then everywhere she shit, that you know, if her if her stool got into the water supply, people got you know typhoid fever or whatever. What was she eating? That there was stuff growing on her gallstones. My God! Oh, I don't. She, she got salmonella at yeah. some point and just colonized her gallstones, and then yeah. she was able to just continually shit, oh, my. <laughs> you know, vial uh, that had uh, this salmonella bacteria in it. I'd say, you know, we didn't get to do an autopsy on her, so we don't really know. But I, I, so, for example, smallpox does not have asymptomatic carriers. In other words, if you have smallpox, you're showing the disease. You've got the spots on your skin. Yeah. That's how we were able to destroy that virus was that anytime someone showed smallpox lesions, they would go and they didn't vaccinate everyone in the world. They just vaccinated everyone around the person that had smallpox. And as you did that, fewer and fewer people showed the, the virus. And every time we did that, we made this firewall. It's like building a moat around them of immunity. That was the other thing. The other perfect thing about smallpox was that the vaccine worked very quickly. You know, you get a case in some, wherever it was, in, say, Italy or in uh, Lesotho or something like that. And then the World Health Organization would descend on them, vaccinate everyone around them, and then the 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 virus couldn't go anywhere, so it would just die, and we finally eradicated it. Wow! Uh, this this thing, if it has asymptomatic transmission, it's going to be harder to do that, right? Yeah, because if you don't have the symptoms, then it's really hard to figure out who who has it and should be. Uh, That's right. Should be yeah, and if they're at. spreading the virus, but it, it, so far we only know of one case where that happened. So it's probably unlikely that that's a big part of this disease is asymptomatic transmission. So that's the good thing. Okay. The other thing is, is that they recently synthesized the spike protein of uh, the coronavirus that's causing this um, this illness right now. And the importance of that is that, uh, you know, they, they got the DNA, they found in the DNA where this thing is making this thing called a spike protein. The spike protein is the thing that attaches to the cell. And then these cell membranes, the viral membrane and the cell membrane merge. And then this thing just spews its DNA into the nucleus of the cell. And then it just starts making copies of itself. It's like it hijacks the cell to make copies of it instead of copies of the cell. And uh, once they've synthesized that protein, they should very easily be able to make a vaccine against this thing. And, and they may just be able to inject the spike protein into people, and then you'll make antibodies against it, and then you'll be able to block its ability to attach to cell membranes. And, uh, but, you know, the sad thing is it takes months and months to develop one of these vaccines. It may be a year before we have it, but, but, uh, that breakthrough happened this week. So, I mean, they're working fast as hell on this one. So basically what you're saying is if we could last a year to a year and a half, then we'll be good. So the next, the next year or year and a half could be a little, uh, nerve wracking for a lot of people in this world. Hey, Steve, do you, uh, eat your coffee? (laughs) 
What? <laughs> I got a new sponsor that I got to kind of throw into this podcast, if you don't mind. And I'm asking you, do you eat your coffee? I do not. It's a new company. Pray tell. Tell me more. Uh, founded by college students. You you went and did all that uh, brainy stuff and d- did a lot of college, right? Yes, I Yes, I did. I had to do that to go to medical school. Exactly right. It was two college kids, and they started coming up with these uh, these caffeinated snack bars, and they're fueled by organic coffee. And then they started going to the libraries and stuff uh, at, at college and started handing them out. And next thing you know, they got a, a massive business, and they've been at it for like five years wow. now. I wonder if they taste like coffee, because I do like the taste of coffee. It definitely tastes a little bit like uh, coffee, but they got all the they got mocha, they got peanut butter, they got uh, pumpkin spice, uh, and uh, they're really really good. And you get a kick of uh, you get like the equivalent of a, a cup of coffee in each bar, which is nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, they uh, they craft their bars. They got vegan, gluten free, the non GMO, and they also do kosher snacks. From bars to nut butters, ready to fuel your day. And uh, like I said, each of their snacks has either a shot of espresso, and it is, uh, uh, you pronounce it espresso, or a cup of coffee in each one. <laughs> what? I used to say espresso, and I finally figured out it's espresso. No, that's completely wrong. I know it's espresso. I know. Or a cup of coffee in each okay. one, and is uh, it's always fueled by real organic coffee. I like these things a lot. They gave me some free ones there, Steve, and I've been, uh, I've been uh, eating them almost every day. So they got options for just about everyone from keto connoisseurs to endurance athletes to the busy mom just looking for a midday pick-me-up. Well, hook up another up. And they're extending a free trial to our listeners here at OP Radio. If you want to give this a try, you can pick any of their free trial options. Just chip in for shipping, okay? From the original snack bar line, their keto bundle, or the one they put together for the chocolate lovers like myself. <laughs> Just text OP, O-P-I-E, <laughs> uh, to... Two nine zero seven one two nine zero seven one. Text O P O P I E. It's eat your coffee and. Uh, All right, I'm, I'm doing it right now. Wait, two nine. Say it again. <laughs> oh, nice! You rule. Just text O P O P I E two two nine zero seven one two nine zero seven one. God, Doctor Steve, you rule. They're going to send you some for free. And thank you to oh, Eat Your Coffee, awesome. a brand new sponsor to the uh, the podcast. All right, where yeah. were we? How did the coronavirus start? I mean, did it start in uh, in China like they're saying? Did it start from animals? Uh, what do you know? Of course, we don't know 100%. You know, it is weird that that viral research lab is right there in that same area, but that could very easily be a coincidence. Who knows? You know, um, you know, these coronaviruses are a big family of viruses. You've, you've gotten coronavirus before in your life, probably multiple times because they cause common cold sometimes. Right. And then there is this subset of coronaviruses that cause things like Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. You probably heard of that, MERS. Yes. Or Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, which was SARS. Right. Well, this is a new severe acute respiratory syndrome, and they're calling this one SARS-CoV-2. Right. So that's that's the name of the virus, is SARS-CoV-2. So this is like the SARS virus that hit us, what, 10 years ago, and um, uh, was relatively confined to Asia at that time. And this is the sort of the second, the second breed of that. 
Um, this is a new strain that hasn't been previously identified in humans. Now, these coronaviruses are what they call zoonotic, which means that they come from animals. So they're transmitted between animals and people. The hypothesis is it was either a bat or a snake that had it, and then it got transmitted to a human. Um, did you see that um, the movie Contagion that Soderbergh did that was about uh, a pandemic of, uh, of a, a novel virus? I did not. I saw Outbreak back okay. in the oh, day, a, though. It's a great movie. It's terrifying right now to watch, but it's a great movie. It doesn't really have a plot. It just kind of shows you what an epidemic like or a pandemic like this would look like if it was really serious. Yeah. And that one, you know, a, a, you know, a bat a bit a pig and then a butcher, you know, killed the pig and cooked it and he got the virus from that and it had mutated presumably between the bat and the pig to the human and then became something that could infect humans. So oh that's sort of the way these things go. The death rate from this looks to be about between two and 9%. It depends on how you crunch the numbers. The death toll worldwide right now, as of today, when we're recording this, was 2,700. The total number of people had about that have had the disease were 80,000. Right. So that gives you a uh, you know, a mortality rate of 3.3%. The 80,000 includes people that are just getting the disease, right. right? Yes. And so they haven't cleared it yet. So it's almost not fair to just say, well, there's 80,000 people with the disease, 2,700 died because the 2,700, their disease is over. They don't have enough kits to test everyone either, right? So there could be even a, a right. lot more people that actually have the coronavirus as we speak. Uh, and, and or a lot of people that they're including that really don't have it because this is flu season in the northern oh, hemisphere okay. too. So in areas where they don't have the test kits, what they're doing is saying if anyone has a corona-like illness, they're counting them whether they've tested them or not. Right. So some of those people can have influenza. This influenza strain this year is killing people right and left, but the the actual death rate is very low. Influenza this year, we've had 30 million cases of it. Compared right. to 80,000 cases of corona so far, 300,000 hospitalizations, 30,000 deaths for a death rate of about 0.1%. So, you know, um, this particular influenza uh, strain doesn't seem very deadly, although, you know, if you're one of the 30,000, it sucks bad. The flu pandemic of 1918, yeah, uh, about 10% of people who got it died. Wow. But only 10% of people in the world really got it. Right. So, you know, it depends on the numbers you look at. So you ended up having 10% of people get the virus and 10% of those died. So 1% of the world's population died. But, you know, the other side of it was, I mean, it was a huge number. It's five, like 500,000 people or some crazy number. Uh, but um, if you, it was, you were 99% likely not to get it. And not to die from it. So if I gave you those odds, hell, you'd go to Vegas and bet everything you got. And if you're one of the ones to survive, then your morning commute's a little better. Now, let me ask you, let's get to the bottom of this. So coronavirus, is it, is it going to be a pandemic or is it just going to stay an epidemic? Uh, could you explain that a little bit? Okay, so let's, there's, there's endemic diseases, there's epidemic diseases and pandemic diseases. So an endemic disease would be one that's particularly... Uh, in a region permanently. So obesity in the United States is endemic, right? Because right? it's everywhere. And it's, it looks like it's permanent because nobody's going to 
stop eating French fries. Sure. Uh, epidemics or outbreak of diseases that attack people at the same time and may spread through several communities, but a pandemic is an epidemic that goes global. Wow. So this looks like it, it has all of the attributes of a virus that may go pandemic. That doesn't mean that we're all going to be holed up in our caves, you know, not having contact with each other. It's still, listen, if viruses killed everyone that they touched, they wouldn't be able to transmit themselves, right? Yeah. That's why Ebola doesn't really spread like you would think it would because it kills people so completely and so fast that it doesn't have a chance to spread. Right. Um, if we ever had an Ebola where you could get it by coughing on somebody, we would have a real problem. It doesn't work that way. Okay. So, um, you know, viruses got to live too, and they usually will mutate to be something slightly less virulent because it's not like they know anything, but they're not going to be able to transmit themselves to uh, to live and be more broadly uh, able to reproduce if they just kill people willy-nilly, yeah. you know? So it's okay to make people sick. It's not okay to kill them. And those viruses kind of seem to understand the rules of the game. So, you know, most people won't get the virus, and most people who do get the virus won't die from it. That's the way it's looking. Wow, like. that's that's a huge relief. I mean, you know, obviously here in America, the stock market is going nuts. People are panicking. Yeah. Uh, Bye. Buy now. That's a great point. Buy now. Yeah. This is a time to dump money in the stock market because every time we have one of these pandemic or epidemic related dips in the stock market, it always comes back and it comes back fast and it roars back. So this is a great time to buy stuff. Why, why do you, you think know, if you want to be a bean counter? Why do you think uh, I, I don't need to work anymore? Because I listened to Tony Robbins. He's like, when that stock market <laughs> drops, you get in. And <laughs> So with the coronavirus, so I, I understand this, this thing is growing by the day. Uh, Italy is freaking yep. out. Iran's freaking out. China is a complete and utter mess. South Korea is uh, yep. not doing that great. We got a few cases here in the States. Canada's showing some cases. Uh, how do you see this playing out in the next, let's say, two months? And is there any truth to the fact that uh, good old Trump said uh, this will go away with the warm weather? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, SARS didn't really have a big impact here. But this virus is different than that. It seems to be much more transmissible. So yeah. I think it's going to barrel through here. But, you know, so so did influenza. I mean, influenza, you know, influenza apparently is the devil we know. We're all comfortable with it. People are like, nah, I'm not going to get my flu shot and all this stuff. And yet, you know, there's 30, 30 whatever, what did I say? Uh, 30,000 people dead already this year. So, you know, um, it, it it's scary because it's the unknown and it's new. But, uh, you know, we got our old buddy influenza and, right. and all these other diseases that uh, uh, you and I remember rabies. Do you remember when we were kids, they had those damn rabies commercials on TV? This, I had nightmares about that shit. I had nightmares. And then they came out with the rabies. We don't worry about it anymore. I had nightmares about rabies a mere two weeks ago because I got bit by a dog while taking my kid to school on my electric scooter. 
The dogs love these electric scooters and jump at them. And I got bit yep. really hard uh, on the top of my leg, way high. I almost called you, actually, because I was panicking. But I had uh, uh, thick jeans on and long johns. And although I had a bruise, like it looked like someone punched me really, really hard, it didn't break the skin. So I just assumed I didn't, yeah. I didn't uh, need the rabies shot. I was on P.A. John's boat one time, and a damn bat flew into my face, <laughs> oh my and I was God. terrified I was going to get rabies from that, but, you know, it didn't break the skin, but it was just creepy, a damn bat just flying into my face. Let me ask you, so so how does this play out in the, in the next two months for real? I mean, it's going to get way worse than it is now, obviously, right? Yeah. There'll be cases all over the world, and those numbers are going to jump up uh, pretty high. Yeah. How does something like the coronavirus then fade away, or, or does it sustain itself for a very long time considering you know that uh you're contagious for four to 14 days it could it could mutate out of uh our it's you know it could mutate out of the um uh its ability to uh attach to human hosts that's one possibility we could have this just barreling around the earth like we do influenza you know influenza just spins around the earth it goes from place to place just mutating and you know our flu vaccine we're just trying to see, well, what the hell did they have in Australia this year? Well, we'll, maybe we can predict what it's going to mutate into when it comes up here. And, you know, it just gets passed around the the earth for forever. And, uh, but what'll happen is we'll have a vaccine for this and we'll vaccinate people and uh, we'll isolate people when they get it. And we'll learn how to deal with it when it happens. And, uh, uh, maybe we'll even have an antiviral medication at some point as we do with influenza. And, uh, you know, this thing will just become, if it does become endemic, then uh, we'll, um, we'll just uh, learn to deal with it, yeah. you know. And um, the people who are really vulnerable, they'll have problems. The rest of the people will just get it and then they'll move on. Once you get it, you should be immune to it until it mutates again, and then you've got uh, a problem again. All right, yeah, and endemic once again is a disease that exists permanently in a particular region or yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just out there. Saying, so, you know, if, I, if it did yeah. become endemic, which it won't, you know, we would just get used to it, and then it would be like influenza for us. So, if you do get the coronavirus, it's not a death sentence, first of all, right? And uh, absolutely not. Even at nine percent. That means you have a 91% chance of not dying from it. So who are the people dying from this? That's in areas of the world where we don't know what kind of health care they were getting either, you know. Right. So, all right. But but it can be treated uh, if you do get it, obviously. Because some people are thinking, man, if I get this, it's over. I mean, look at what's going on in China. People aren't even allowed to leave their homes. There was a video online where a lady was... uh, climbing out a window i think it was 10 stories up sneaking out of her apartment complex because she had to get her kids food that's how crazy it's getting in some of the areas in china they're just trying to stop the spread of it that's all they're doing with that and it's you know they're in a place where you've got an authoritarian government that can that can do that and it's not an ineffective way right to uh stop the spread of a you know of a communicable disease you know is to just quarantine everybody you piss everybody off for a couple of weeks and then the virus uh calms down and then you let people back out again you know yeah so um what can we do to you know increase our odds of uh not getting this one of the issues with this is there's two ways to get it 
droplets and fomite transmission. Okay, so for, let's talk about fomites for a second. Yeah. So I've got coronavirus. I cough on my hand, and I, you know, I got mucus filled with viral viral particles on my hand. Then I grab the bathroom door. Yeah. And then I open the door. I go in, wash my hands, come back out, and then somebody else comes in and uh, grabs that door, takes a piss and goes out, doesn't wash their hands, and then eats and sticks their hand in their mouth or sticks their finger in their eye or whatever, and now they've got the virus. So that's called fomite transmission. That's where uh, an infectious particle is left on an inanimate object and someone else picks it up. Wow. That is one of the presumed ways of transmitting this disease. Uh, the other way is just droplets. So somebody coughs in your face and you're like, you MF, you know? <laughs> but now you've got the virus. How frustrating is it when you, you go to a store and, you know, you're looking forward to that food or that smoothie in my case. And next thing you know, the person uh, preparing that for you is not only coughing, also sniffling, then wipes, even though they, <laughs> even though they have the plastic uh, gloves on, then wipes their nose with the plastic glove and then grabs your drink and hands it to you yep. and That's i awful and then i've done this and this happened to me recently and i said I, I i don't want that i don't i don't want a refund but i can't touch that and they actually got mad yep. at me and i'm like how do you think all this stuff oh, is, dude, you know spreads? Of course. they get people always get mad when they get busted doing something gross i was at um uh a, a restaurant um that you know rhymes with Snoffle house and uh, <laughs> this person was was making uh, uh, was coughing in her hands and then mixing up salad with her hands yes. and, right and we were like honey we're not we're not eating that because you just coughed in your hand and then you mixed it with your hands and put it in our bowl and she's like well I did not and it's like okay I, you know I, I, and that was the same way I don't want a refund but I'm not I'll pay for it but I'm not eating uh, it. not at and all man. people really get mad yeah your your kids are a little older than mine uh, so I'm still in that stage where you know I go to a lot of yeah, a lot of parties and uh, and play dates and family functions I got to throw in there as well and you find out after the fact, after you're back in your own home safely, oh, by the way, uh, such and such had strep throat. I'm like, why'd you bring him to the party yep. then? And then next thing you know, two days yep. later, you're sick and you're like, and you, and you could trace it right back to, you know, being at a party sure. or whatever with a sick kid. And then, you know, this is the other side of it. Virus has got to live too, my brother. That's all I can tell you. We're, we're all, we're all parents and we, uh, let's be honest. It was just easier to bring a sick <laughs> kid to a party because <laughs> you can, you don't want to keep everyone home just because one's sick. <laughs> I, think I know. We, I, know. I, think I, I, I think we it, all do it. We all do it, man. So as I bitch, God forbid your kid misses this party that they'll never remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, two weeks later. Yeah. So, all right. Well, the, the coronavirus uh, is definitely, I don't know why this makes me so nervous. I think because we live in New York City and we live among very selfish people. We live among people that aren't going to do the right thing because they think, uh, you know, they're God's gift to this earth. So if they are sick. <laughs> well, you live very close to everybody else. Well, that too. And, you know, it's. If the person who delivers your food has coronavirus, yeah, and they've got a fever, they gotta, you know, they gotta live in that city. They gotta work. 
So they're going to go to work sick. Right. Period. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, a hundred percent. Especially in in New York City, we can't make ends meet here. So you can't no. you can't afford to take a sick day, and that's what uh, spreads all this stuff all over the place. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why it scares me, and that's why you know this is. I, I was going to say it's heading toward a pandemic, but I I think we're officially in the pandemic stage, uh, the early stages of of a pandemic. It well, may- I don't think that they've officially said that yet, but it's, uh, it's it close. certainly has the hallmark of a disease that could become a pandemic because of its geometric, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I- expansion and it- in the areas where it is. So we'll see. Um, I- I'll be very surprised if we uh, escape this in this country, but I I think people will again. Uh, once once it barrels through, there will be some tragedies, no question about that. Yeah. You know, there always are. But there's tragedies on the on the road every day. You know, it's I mean, our there's we're surrounded by tragedies. So it's just another one. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think people should panic about it. Just be smart. If you get sick, isolate yourself. Don't sneeze on other people. And, you know, if you're going to eat somewhere, uh, wash your hands. I'm sitting here almost rolling my eyes because that's why that's what scares me about this. But no, I, 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 I'm not making fun of it. It's, it's more that, you know, no, ec- no, no. I, economically and people's selfishness and people's, you know, they, they need to pay their bills and all that. It's going to uh, keep this, uh, you know, spreading around the globe because you can't stop people from, from trying to take care of their families and uh, you know and and uh, and and whatnot, so it's I guess we're just in yeah. it and and it's uh, in a way unknown territory and you know hopefully uh, that's what it is. It's yeah. unknown. Influenza, we know influenza. Hell, we've dealt with it every year of our lives. That's people just you know I have people calling into my show who you know have never gotten the flu vaccine and they've never gotten sick. But then I get one or two. I had a a guide that um, was our correspondent for this bit we did called Trucker Duty. And what it was was just people like him and um, Lady Trucker who would call in about talking about how they take shits on the road in Walmart bags (laughs) and throw it on the side of the road. And he would give us all the inside scoop. This guy, we loved him, and he got swine flu that year that it came through, and he died. Whoa. And we have another guy. Uh, his name is um, Richard uh, David Smith, if I'm getting his right, name right. And he owns a company called Hyperphysics. They make energy drinks. It's like H-Y-P-E-R-F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S, very clever. And uh, they make an energy drink, and he was similarly like, I'm not getting a flu shot. And when he was moving from the East coast to the West coast, they had to stop in, I think, California. I don't remember the whole story, but he ended up on the ventilator with the influenza. And now whenever I have somebody, you know, shitting on me about the flu vaccine, I just say, go, go talk to this guy because he's the biggest proponent of the flu vaccine I've got, you know, that, that is a listener to my show because he almost died from it. Came this close. That's crazy. So is it too late to get the flu yeah. shot? No, it's never too late. Oh, go okay. get it. If you're listening to this and you haven't gotten it and you're getting nervous, just go get it. It's fine. Yeah. Right on. Um, you know, we'll have it. We will have a universal influenza vaccine 
within, I'm guessing, the next five years. That would be my guess. So basically, people Very won't be close. dying from the flu anymore, more or less, as long as they get the, the that, vaccination. When that happens, that will be the case. That's right. There, it'll be now. The flu vaccine that we have now will is between like six percent and forty percent effective. But that's from preventing it. But it's very effective to keep people from going into the hospital or dying from it. Right. I had the influenza one year, and I got the flu shot and the uh, flu mist. My kids had gotten the flu mist vaccine, which is the nasal spray. Yeah. And the dirty little secret about that is it's a live attenuated virus, and they can spread the virus to other people. Jesus. And so I got it, too, yeah. you know? And, um, and I still got influenza that year. I had a fever of 105 and here I am 60 years old with a fever of 105. I said, Oh fuck, I'm going to die. But, um, you know, I, I was sick for a day and then I was fine. And I really attribute that to the fact that I had the influenza vaccine. Uh, You know, we're, we're finally at those ages where, you know, Oh, anything can take it. I know. You just add new things every year, unfortunately, when you get up up, uh, up there like us. Um, Hey, off topic a little bit, but uh, I'm fascinated by Bill Gates, and I think – I wasn't even going to talk about this. I'm not that prepared, but I I guarantee you you know a bit about it. Wasn't he trying to eradicate uh, polio in the world? Bill and Melinda Gates have this foundation. They're committed to eradicating polio worldwide. Yeah. So the, the, again, polio is pretty doable. Yeah. People in this country, and this is what gets me about the anti-vaxxers. I get, every time I speak out about this, I get crapped on by the anti-vaxxers, but they, most of them do not remember what I remember, which was we had a whole classroom in my school when I was a kid that had people in wheelchairs because they had had polio. Right. Wow. One of my one of my friends in kindergarten died from the measles. One in a thousand people will die from measles. Yeah. Um, these are, these these diseases are not to be effed with. And people don't remember that. And they'll say, well, more more people are harmed by the vaccine than than of measles in this country. It's like, no shit. That's because we have a vaccinated population. Right. That's why. Yes, of course. The, you know, the vaccines, the the uh, the risk of a vaccine isn't zero, but it's much, much less than the risk of the disease. So you've got to weigh those two things. You know, if you have a kid and you vaccinated them and they had a horrible catastrophe happen, that's tragic. And uh, I mean, my my heart goes out to those people. Of no, ki- you know, no shit. Of course. Um but, you know, to, to take a one in a thousand chance of having your kid die from measles versus a one in a million chance that they'll have some adverse effect from the measles vaccine. I mean, come on. To me, that's a no brainer. Yeah. You know, so when we have a vaccinated population, we don't have any native cases of measles. Of course, the vaccine is going to cause more harm than the virus. Yeah. But if we didn't vaccinate people, it'd be a completely different story. Oh, it'd be a horror so, show. Can, yeah, of course. Yeah. That, that, of course. It was a horror show. Yeah. When you and I were growing up, we had rabies, we had measles, we had polio. There was still smallpox running around. We didn't see so much in this country. You know, all of this stuff uh, that we don't worry about. I've got friends from India that are terrified of dogs because in their village, dogs carry rabies and that those dogs are monsters yeah. to them. You know, that's 
as something that can kill them yeah, in the most horrible way. I just so. wanted to finish up with uh, Bill Gates. So I think it was part of a documentary. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. No worries. I, yeah, I got off on that. No, what I found fascinating was uh, it was a documentary series on Bill Gates. And I, I felt for the guy because he really wants to eradicate polio. And I think back in 2017, I think this documentary goes back a bit. Uh, he said uh, famously, humanity will see its last case of polio this year. And yeah. it's it's fr- it was it frustrating to watch because he came so close and they're showing the maps and they're like, oh, but there's a couple cases in this obscure village right, over here. Right, right, right. And then they eradicate it over there or, you know, and, and then it pops up over here. And it's not like, you know, uh, uh, sp- spreading in a crazy way, but just enough where he's still chasing this polio and he's so close to eradicating it. Good. But he just Good. simply can't officially get it done. You can't stop, but that's the problem. You know, polio does have a brief asymptomatic transmission phase, but you can, uh, in 2016, there were only 40 cases in the whole world. Right. That's really something. And then they still have these damn vials of the virus in a, you know, on ice somewhere, just in case, oh, whatever they're going to use that that's for. That's just know? insane. You know, I, I, I applaud him for doing that. That's a really cool thing. You know, we've got smallpox now, polio, we're coming for your damn ass. Well, I mean, it, I know, guess it's impressive. Influenza, you're next, son of a bitch. I guess it's impressive, but, you know, he, is, he has more money than God. What else is he going to do? Good. Well, he's using it for something. <laughs> no, I, I'm just Jesus. I'm just joking. What am I doing with my money? I'm, you know. I'm just joking. Hey, this started with your uh, your self-driving car. So I was lucky enough to, to test drive one. Uh, I guess it's uh, two summers ago now. Um, that The technology, I, I, I test drove uh, the Tesla. And uh, I, cannot, oh, oh, okay. I cannot believe that this technology is not in wide use, especially now that we see people on their phones checking their Facebooks while yep. they drive a car going 55, 60 miles an hour what do we have to lose to the, to turn everyone over to self-driving cars at this point i think i think yeah. we'd be safer and it just would uh, take a bit of an effort to get the roads all uh you know all properly uh set up for for the self-driving cars it i mean i don't know why we have to wait for all this great technology it, it you yeah. know we could have had this, this is t- one of those things that if we had a totalitarian government it would be a lot easier for them to do that. right right that's really what the problem is yeah there's so, all these different standards and nobody's you know one of them hasn't won out yet mine is not totally self-driving mine is if i put the cruise control on yeah and hit this button it will keep it between the lines and it will not let me crash into the person in front of me so if they slow down it slows down and and I got to be honest with you. Oh, what it does is it does kind of encourage distracted driving because it's like, well, shit, I could you know yeah, I sure. could check my uh, Twitter. Yeah, sure. While this is going on. Well, with Tesla, you know? <laughs> well, Tesla, they have it set up in a way that you got to put your hands on the on the wheel every. I forgot. This is the exactly. same way. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, and if you don't, it starts hitting the brakes on you to wake you up because that's what they're worried about: is people falling asleep at the wheel, and this car is just tootling down the road. So. I, I, was, uh, I was in a very small town. The roads were very safe, but I, I drove it myself, and then I couldn't wait to put my wife and my kids, by the way, in the back seat. I go, you got to check this technology out. And, <laughs> and and also, I'm like, all right, I put it in self-driving mode, and we're going around a, a, a turn, and my wife's looking at me because it, it doesn't feel uh, natural. You know, your head your head's yep. saying, grab the wheel, grab the wheel. And I'm like, ah! 
but you know, the car's got this. And sure enough, perfectly right in the middle, it takes Amazing. the turn. And then all of a sudden there was a car, uh, I don't know, 50 yards up it, that had its uh, right blinker on. It was going to make a right turn down its street. And normally you would start slowing down. I, I look at my wife, I go, car's got it. And I turn my head, <laughs> I turn my head to look at her as the car slows down perfectly, not to a stop because it has it all figured out mathematically. This car turns yeah. and then uh, the, uh, the Tesla goes right back up to speed, which in this case was, uh, it was only, you know, 30 miles an hour road, but it yeah. was, I'm, uh, I'm like, why aren't we, why aren't we going forward with this and figuring out all the, yeah. all, all the, all the problems and, and fixing them? Because this is, the, this is the future of driving. The thing I like about it is in the car of last year, if you, te if you hit the brake, you know, it turns the cruise control off. So then you got to turn it back on again. Yeah. But this thing, if somebody slows down in front of you, it just slows down. The cruise control stays on. As soon as they pull out of your way, the thing accelerates back to speed again. It, it's cool as shit. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the flying cars and the Jetsons and all that stuff, but I, I guess I'm not going to see that. I don't know about that. They're, they're testing out drones in, at, at these electronic shows. And basically you uh, would get in a drone like an Uber and with GPS, and the thing is going to take you right to your destination. They're they're getting close with that stuff, <laughs> and, and there's going to be no pilot. All of a sudden, it just it just shows up, and you jump in. Would you jump in one of those things? I can't. No, fuck no. And I I, I haven't even seen that Amazon's worked out dropping packages yet, much less passengers. So I'll 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 defer judgment on that one. But it would be interesting. I mean. If we can not F up our world too bad and not blow each other up and be stupid arguing over idiotic things, our kids will see some technology that would just blow our minds. Uh, so. You had to say that, Steve. That's the other thing I always say, that we're going to fall just short of it, some amazing things. God. Just short. Yep. Huh. This whole universe is ours. It, look, so far... No sign of anybody out there. The universe is ours. It's ours to take. Quit arguing over stupid shit and let's get out there and start uh, start you know seeing what's out there. For God's sake. Well, I'm uh, I'm very nope. I'm very spiritual and uh, I truly believe there is so much life around the universe. It would blow your mind. But it also shows well, you how it, expansive the universe is that we haven't found anything yet. But we we have barely it is amazing. We have barely incredible. We have barely touched the surface as 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 far as how far we could you know even check for other other yep. forms of life. And people don't understand well, that concept. They're like, oh, nope, we haven't found life yet, so there's no life out there, and we're the only ones in the entire <laughs> universe. There's well, it is interesting that there's you know no signs of it. But uh, my point is, and this isn't, I, I didn't come up with this, but if we find life out there, that's one of the most incredible, well, it is the most incredible discovery of mankind of all time. And if we never, if there's nothing out there, that's also the most incredible discovery of all time. If there's truly nothing there and we are absolutely alone and we're just a fluke and, uh, and we're getting ready to squander this shit. Oh and uh, either way, 
incredible. You know, either whichever way it is, it's still uh, the most incredible thing that we can imagine. So, and, and what a great concept! Because I, I always think like, ah, when well, we screw it up here on Earth, there's plenty of life still in the universe. But what I've never heard it put that way before. Like, what if we're a fluke and, and look at the dumb crap we worry about on a regular <laughs> no. basis, <laughs> arguing and screaming at each other about Trump on our Facebook pages and not even paying yes. attention to our kids anymore because we got our heads in in our phones and the fact is it, it's a fluke and we're blowing it Give yourself a feel exactly yeah <laughs> it's um you know what okay so there's a star out there we call it the sun yeah. it's fusing hydrogen yes and it's creating the energy that allows us to be here yeah and this where if you look at um carl sagan's play, pale blue dot you know where he told voyager to turn around take a picture of the earth this little fucking dot yeah. at the edge of a you know a decent sized galaxy, but you know we're, you know it's a middling star at the sort of you know out you know two thirds out of this galaxy, and people are, and then there's billions of those, yeah. and the universe this incredible just expanse, and people argue that they got the wrong fucking hot sauce at Taco <laughs> Bell. It drives me crazy. It's you a, know, they, we are worried about the wrong thing. No, of course not. Uh, of course, I mean, uh, what what the astronauts when they come back from space? What is the effect they they yep. talk about it like that? You know, they have a whole. Oh yeah, the Overwatch effect or something like yeah, that. What do they call that? And they have a they have a whole uh, new perspective on life on Earth, and and they can't even fathom anymore that we argue over our religions and our territory. Yeah, it's called the our, overview effect. Yeah, cognitive shift and awareness reported by astronauts during spaceflight. Do you want to experience it? I can tell you how to do that. How? Uh, there is an app. If you have an Oculus Go or an Oculus Quest, there's an app called Trip, T-R-I-P-P. Okay. And uh, you could do the free demo, but if you buy it, and by the way, you can use the code DRSTEVE, but I get nothing from it. There, during that, it's a um, immersive, you know, virtual reality mindfulness program. It's eight minutes. They do breathing exercises and all this stuff. And at the very end, it's kind of a little spoiler, you rise up through this environment and you end up just like the baby at the end of 2001 looking down at the earth and you get that overview effect. It is Whoa, incredible. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So if you have one of those, go try it right now. Now, the, the one that's in the demo doesn't do that. You have to buy the thing to get to get that module. That's the calming module. But the focus module that they have in the demo is also very cool. And I'm actually working with them uh, doing a study in our cancer center where we're using these virtual reality uh, app to uh, calm anxiety in the chemotherapy suite. Look at you with your anyway, big brain. Uh, that's right. And you love, Carl, you love Carl Sagan, right? I do love Carl Sagan, yeah. What's, yeah. His, what's his quote? The sky calls to us. What's that? His famous quote, the sky calls to us. If we do not destroy oh, yeah. ourselves, we will yeah. one day venture to the stars. That's, ex that's okay. I'm going to give you one of these. Give yourself a bill. <laughs> <laughs> I could give you an Albert Einstein. 
That's exactly what he said. That's very good. That's actually in the um, uh, in the signature of my email. Now we're just getting into shit that nobody gives a shit about. Hopefully you will have uh, edited all this out. By I, I'm not editing it, it out, and I'm going to add an Einstein. We all know that light travels faster than sound. That's why certain people appear bright until you hear them speak. You son of a bitch. You're just reading my email signature. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I did it. <laughs> And, and then yours, I don't even get. Is that Italian? <laughs> okay. What, what is yours? It says Credo uh, Che Tutti. Yeah, Credo Che Tutti li, uh, li Omini uh, Siano Fratelli. That means uh, that's Italian for I believe that all men are brothers, and I actually do. Oh, beautiful. So. I, I like I like how you think, my, my brother. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, there you go. This was absolutely awesome. I uh, I think you put my mind at ease a little bit as far as the coronavirus goes. Okay, well I a hope so. Bit. A little bit. And uh, you know when we're all dying of coronavirus, you know we'll come back and listen to this and laugh. Yeah. Say how stupid Doctor Steve was. <laughs> well, I mean you gave us some good knowledge here, so. I think it will. There will be tragedies. There's no question about that. Most people will be fine. All right. And, um, you know it will affect productivity for a while particularly as people freak out about it and uh but it'll you know if the stock market crashes buy 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 because when the stock market comes back it will roar back and um you know what i've been telling people on twitter most people won't get it most of those who do won't die and that's the best i can tell you right right. now and we'll know more in the next couple of weeks and uh what's the big plug there dr steve well, let me see here. Listen to Weird Medicine on Sirius XM. Channel 103, 8 p.m. Eastern. Sundays, 5 p.m. Eastern. And other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure and on the Riotcast Network. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Man. Of right. course. I, I, uh, I, uh, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. we got to do more of these. It's good talking to you. As of course. Always. My friend, Dr. Steve. Right. Give my best to your family, too. Uh, right back at you, my brother.